This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at Radio Missions, First Baptist Church of Algiers, and we're formerly located in New Orleans, Louisiana. Now we're in Walker because of Hurricane Katrina, and uh, the Lord has given us grace. We've got a new chapel, a new bookstore here, and the broadcasts are going out. I believe we only missed one broadcast in all that time, but the Lord has been gracious to us. We've gone through some trials and tribulations and those things, but the Lord has supplied the need, and we're going out on a daily basis now, expanding the broadcast, one here and one there, and once the Lord's saving sinners, one here and one there, and let me just make this statement, we also have the Voice of Truth broadcast every Sunday morning, over about 40 stations, Pastor L.R. Shelton's messages, and you can go there to Sermon Audio and look them up, look them up on Sermon Audio, you can hear it over the internet, and then the Old Trailblazer every day, Monday through Friday, uh, streaming and uh, 8.45 every morning. I'll send you a log or go there to our website. It has, all I believe, all those stations there. Maybe a change or two that I'm not aware of. But you write me and I'll send you a current radio log. But this is the Old Trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. I wish you'd pray for me. I'm suffering a good bit with my legs because you know I broke both of my legs. But I'm going on and uh, you know, we're bringing you these studies on divine healing, true and false. And it's uh, been quite quite uh, accepted widely. Oh, we have some criticism. Sure we do. But the Lord was criticized. I think about that verse this week, uh, going, undergoing some, some severe trials, and the Lord said, uh, if, they, if they hate you, they hated me first. If they hate you, Pastor Trailblazer, if they hate you, they hated me first. And uh, he said, he that liveth righteously will suffer persecution. You're not suffering in the persecution. You're not living righteously, my friend. Brother Spurgeon said one day he's walking down the street and he met an old friend of his and uh, they got to talking and he asked him, said, you having any trouble with old Satan? Oh, no, I hadn't had any trouble with Satan in 40 years. He just turned around, hung his head, walked off down the street because he knew that if Satan wasn't harassing that individual, something was wrong. And that's the way I am here. Old Satan sitting on my shoulder in this little studio like an old parrot. Just like an old parrot squawking back here behind me. Slow down, Trailblazer. Cut out. Cut it out, Trailblazer. You're going to lose all your good givers. Those folks up there been giving good gifts. They're going to quit giving if you step on their toes. Well, my friend, I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do, bringing you God's message time after time. Surely I'm not able to do all that I would like to do, but I'm just being honest with you. I've never told you a lie that I know of. I've never misrepresented God's word intentionally. Oh, my friend, listen, I know what it is, but we're looking at in our last study there, God's way of grace, and we're looking about how the Lord saves a sinner, and we were just going down the line, and uh, we saw where that the individual, poor sinner, sees himself totally depraved under the Spirit's work. Under the work of the Holy Spirit, he sees that every faculty of his being is warped and twisted by sin. Now, I know that the Lord doesn't show every man the identical amount of, of his sin under conviction. He shows us very little. It don't take much to see it. Once we see what a, what, a, what a human we are, sinful human we are. But, lo, my friend, listen, that individual sees himself as a lost sinner. He tries to pray. And he can say only one thing, God be merciful to me, the sinner. Poor old sinner made to lie there at the foot of the throne, acknowledging that's what we do. You know when a sinner gets saved? When he takes the blame. Let me ask you this question, my friend. 
Have you ever felt that God would be just in sending you to hell if he chooses to, and you couldn't say a word? That's right. When you see yourself enmity, the Bible says that we are enmity towards God. We hate God. By nature, we hate God. That don't mean we stand out in the big road and shake our fist. No, but let me tell you how you can find out. You let the Lord cross your will. Let the Lord cross your grain. That's right. And you'll see that you are not willing to have God to rule over you. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. If you've never felt that inward corruption, if you've never seen that God might thusly curse you for it and damn your soul to hell, I would say there's a good chance that you're not saved. So that's, bef- so that's so before you're saved and after you're saved. The only thing that keeps me out of hell today is the grace of God and the fact that my sin debt has been paid by Christ on the cross. I make folks so mad they could throw me off the bridge when I tell them that there's no recorded sin against the old trailblazer. No past sin, no present sin, No future sin. They think I'm being self-righteous. Think I'm bragging on myself. No, sir. I'm bragging on the Lord Jesus Christ because he paid my sin debt. He hung there on that cross, that old cruel cross, we call it. He hung there, nailed through his hand, nailed through his feet, sword riven in his side, a crown of thorns pressed down upon his brow. Two men, wicked and vile, cursing, cursing at him and, and hollering at him and condemning him, saying, save yourself and save us. No, after a while, one of them, the Lord got a hold to him. One of them, I'm looking forward to seeing that old thief. It doesn't give their names or anything like that. But I believe when we get to heaven, you know, eternity will be a long time. There won't be no end to it. And I believe we'll get a chance to see old Moses and that, and uh, and uh, all of those others, Joseph and Moses and and I, I like to see old Jacob. I, I love old Jacob, don't you? He was old scoundrel. He reminds me of the old trailblazer. He was a scoundrel. You know that? He was a scoundrel. He, he, he deceived his brother. He and his mama together got together and deceived his brother. And he was just a scoundrel. But you know what? He was God's elect. The Lord saved him. Over there at that little old place called Bethel. Lord, he wrestled with the Lord. Did you know every sinner wrestles with the Lord? Lord, Lord, save me. Lord, don't let me go. Don't turn me away, Lord. Lord, save me. And I tell my folks here, one prayer they can pray is, Lord, Lord, save me. Lord, help. You don't have to. I told folks last night or two in our service here, you don't have to come here to the chapel to pray. You don't have to get down on your knees to pray. You don't have to do all of that. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you, you don't have to do that. I told my trucker friends the other day, I said, old trucker, you don't have to close your eyes to pray. Keep that old thing down in white, between them white lines because you might run off the road and kill yourself and go to hell. But you can pray. You can pray with your eyes wide open. Turn that old CB radio off, all of that junk that's on there, all that four-letter words and stuff. I'd find me another channel. I wouldn't listen to that junk all day. Poison your mind. Get back there in that sleeper and try to sleep. You'll hear all that sensual, sexual stuff that you hear on that CB radio. I know. You say, how you know that, Trailblazer? Well, I had to get rid of my CB. I used to carry one because I'd have my wife and my family in the car with me, and they'd almost knock you out of the car with some of those vulgar things. Just pray for those fellas. You know the Lord. I got truckers that give out Pastor Shelton's booklets all over this country and uh, in the truck stops and wayside parks. 
But I tell them, you can pray without closing your eyes. Please don't close your eyes. You say, oh, Trailblazer, you're mighty wandering around at this time. Well, that's all right, too. But listen, my friend, listen, listen. Let me make another statement. Before you ever get saved or say that you're saved, you're trouble for your sins. You're trouble for your sins. Your best duties and your best days and your best what you thought was good is nothing but sin. Let me tell you, every individual who ever gets saved comes to give up self-righteousness. Oh, you see that you have no righteousness. You know what the only thing you have to commend you to the Lord is your sin. The Bible says Christ came to seek and to save sinners. That's your pleading ground, folks. That's your pleading ground, Mother. You plead that you're a sinner. Lord, you said you come to save sinners, and I'm a sinner. Lord, would you save me? Old Trailblazer said you'd save me if I'd call on you. That's your pleading ground. He said he's he saved sinners. I told you about our old friend here that was here many years ago, old evangelist. He says, neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? It's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Did you know that's how simple salvation is? We try to make it hard, don't we? We try to go off on a tangent. Oh, this and that and the other, this and that and the other. You got to do this and do that. You know what you got to do? Old Dr. Copeland, one of our great old evangelists of this world, come here many times and preach for us and preach for our pastor. And someone asked him one day, he was way up in it, 90 years old and a very learned man. And someone asked him, said, how, Dr. Copeland, how's the best way to get saved? He said, drop dead, son, and walked off. Drop dead? You know what he means, don't you? Literally, drop dead to the world. Drop dead to self. Drop dead to your friends. Drop dead to, to everything that hinders you. Just drop dead. And uh, he walked on off. But, oh, listen, my friend. You can have all your uh, little divine healing programs that you can have. You can take the scriptures and warp them and twist them. It's your red wagon, not mine. No, you won't. I won't be responsible if you never get saved. You can have all your theories and programs and cantatas and, and spooktaculars and all those things. But listen, listen. I thank the Lord for the Lord Jesus Christ dying for a poor old sinner like the old trailblazer. Every individual will come to see that all of his religious duties, his religious life is nothing but sin. Oh, my friend, someone said, you just make good kindling wood in hell. My friend, the old trailblazer's heart is kind and tender towards you. I'm just trying to be kind to you. I'm just trying to be honest. The awakened sinner who walks down the way of grace as we've spoken of comes to see that all his religious works and duties put together are as filthy rags, menstruous rags. He comes to see that his fig leaf apron of self-righteousness will not cover his wickedness and vileness and corruption. There comes that deep conviction to bring that sinner out of his self-righteousness. God never saves a sinner until he gives up every pretension of self-righteousness. And self-righteousness is the last idol that that individual will give up. We love it, don't we? We love who we are. We're proud. What are we proud of? Proud that we're a wiggling maggot? Proud that we're a worm of the dust? Proud that we hate God? Proud? Listen, my friend, I told you about this gentleman who called me a while back. And we were talking. And he said, Pastor, I go to a church. It has 30,000 members. He was bragging on church membership. And he said, uh, 30,000 members. And I said, well, is, it any, is there anyone uh, getting saved? 
Anyone coming to know the Lord? He said, oh, we have 100 decisions or more every Sunday. We have 24 pastors on staff. I said, I asked you, was anybody getting saved? Not how many decisions you have. You can have all the decisions you want. I've seen folks in a football stadium where one of these great old evangelists that you would know who it is if I tell you, I would make a call for a decision and folks would flock down there by the hundreds and thousands and I would doubt there was one in the whole bunch got saved. I would, I doubt it. Oh, my friend, decision is not, for Jesus is not salvation. That's just, that's just something to occupy your mind, to warp your mind, twist your mind. And Satan will take that thing home. Well, you made a decision. Well, I made lots of decisions before I got to Christ. I did. I did. I did, my friend. I had a lady told me, her daughter told her one day, said, Mom, I joined the big church downtown. She said, well, honey, I joined everything there was before the Lord saved me. Ain't that something? All that has to go, my friend. But the old trailblazer's trying to be true to your soul. Would you, would you pray for me? I asked you to pray for me. I do. I asked you to pray for me, and I've been asking you to help me. I'm asking, I'm asking the Lord for this little old broadcast, just a little old corn pone broadcast. And folks are writing and saying it's blessing their heart. And But I'm bragging on the Lord, not bragging on the trailblazer, not bragging on you, bragging on the Lord for saving a sinner like me. And I wish you would remember my mailing address is Old Trailblazer, just the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And then my website, Radio Missions one word, dot O-R-G. And you can look up there, our radio schedule. You see a picture there of the old trailblazer and a lot of information there, our mission statement, what we most surely believe. And write me and let me hear from you. Would you do that? Goodbye.